gentlemen, welcome to the Bulls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. A podcast dedicated to the Bulls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. Your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, Boo Earns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, we kicked off last week's podcast. You said you had a dismal week seven. Dismal for your fantasy team. Dismal for your Bears team. It got a little bit worse in week eight. Same shit, different week, Alan. I mean, just, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to be said here. I mean, the horizon is very dark. Uh, the winter's closing in, and yeah, uh, it's going to be a the bad, curtain, bad time for me. The curtain is coming down on your 2021 Fantasy Football League. Yeah, I'm open to trading. Um, uh, everyone's on the table. It's I'm having a yard sale. I'm having a yard sale. Alrighty, you heard that here, folks. He's having a yard sale. Get on it. Send him some uh, some trade rape offers like he used to uh, dish out in years gone by. <laughs> Everyone is available. Cut rate prices. Alrighty, it was another action-packed week in the NFL. Action-packed week in the Balls Deep Dynasty League. A lot to get into. Let's hit the news. <laughs> you with some knowledge all right a big week again of nfl action only four teams this week on the bye sorry only two teams this week were on the bye ravens and raiders so we started off with a good one on thursday night the packers beating the cardinals for their first road win in arizona since 2009 big big win great great jokes coming out about aj green in the aftermath Oh yeah, there's some hilarious ones. <laughs> uh, definitely the uh, called his retirement during his route. That's yeah, definitely yeah. the best, uh, the best one. Love it, love it. Yeah, it was a good game. It's a good game. Uh, I don't know how the Cardinals didn't win. Yeah, yeah, they left one behind. As did the Cincinnati Bengals. Went in top of the AFC, lose to the Jets, and rookie QB Mike White. Only the second quarterback, along with Cam Newton, to throw for 400-plus passing yards in his first career start since 1950. What a day for uh, for the young rook. Yeah, and the Jets. Uh, we're not too far away from MetLife now, and go on the Jets. <laughs> They're getting after it. Love it. Yeah, indeed. And the Bengals indeed. suck. The Bengals, yeah. Got all Bengal-like, all right. The Tennessee Titans... They jumped to the top of the AFC with beating the, the 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 Colts in overtime. Another one that the Colts left behind them. Huge one here for the Titans. That gives them a three-game lead in the division and the tie break with the Colts. That's a big one, big slip for the Colts there, and they started that game fourteen to nothing real quick. Yeah, really let yeah. that get out of hand. Left one behind. LA Rams, huge big win again. 7-1, they're gone to up near the top of the uh, the NFC, trashing the Texans 38-22, albeit they're 38-0 up at one stage. A lot of garbage time action from the, uh, the LA Rams. But Cooper Cup is the first player in the Super Bowl era with 900-plus receiving yards and 10-plus receiving touchdowns in the first eight games of the season. Yeah, chap's a joke. 
him and Statford really have uh, linked up uh, like nobody's business. And, yeah, they made hay there against the Texans. Texans just got some points at the end. Garbage time stuff. Indeed. The Browns got all Browns-like and lost at home to the Steelers' Bren Roethlisberger. 24-2-1 in the regular season against Cleveland. We talked recently about Aaron Rodgers owning the Bears. I don't think anyone owns anyone more than Roethlisberger owns the Browns. Oh, this is probably my favourite result of the weekend. Love seeing the Browns getting beat here. Oh, Baker Mayfield <laughs> is so trash. Uh, it's so highlighted. Oh, they should have stayed with Case Keenum. Yep, they should have. Philadelphia Eagles, a monster win. 44-6 to against the beleaguered 0-8 Lions. It's Philadelphia's largest margin of victory on the road since 1981. The Lions are a joke here. There's nothing to be said. Yeah, um, I mean, everyone's going to Philadelphia. Philadelphia are trash. Yeah, they're and, they, poor. and they put up a 38-point beatdown. They only passed for 114 yards, Philadelphia. Indeed. Total in the game. Ridiculous. All we'll have to mention right now about the Bears 49ers game is Debo Samuel has 819 receiving yards this season. Surpassing the great GOAT, Jerry Rice, for the most yardage in seven straight games in San Francisco history. Yeah. Uh, He's on fire. Uh, a big win here uh, for, for San Francisco. It was actually quite a good game we were supposed to be at. It. Um, would have been a good one to be at, but look, this is how it happens. I thought Fields played well. Um, Jimmy, I thought he played well in the second half. He started very poorly, but eventually got it together. Broke down the, the Bears' defense. Indeed, indeed. The Bears are a weak sauce team. Like I mean, we're a weak sauce. Like They're yeah. bad. They Indeed. Panthers get a win over the Falcons in, uh, in a fairly poor matchup. The Buffalo Bills beat the Miami Dolphins 26-11. to They improved to 5-2. and Each of Buffalo's last 12 wins against all teams have been by more than 10 points. That's the longest streak since the greatest show on turf, St. Louis Rams, back in 98-99. They are on fire when they're, when, they're, when they're going good. They're going good. Yeah, Bills are legit. Um, they're uh, my favorite team in the NFL. Well, my, I think they're the best team in the NFL at the minute. Um, I think they're going to take uh, the world to beating by anyone, and I think they're going to be right there at the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I personally am looking forward to uh, that Bills Jets game. Particularly if the Jets could get another one under their under their uh, win column next week, they could be flying high into that Bills game in two weeks when we are sitting. Our asses in MetLife Stadium. Yeah, hopefully uh, they come out slinging and it's going to make for a good game. Indeed. Patriots took their sixth straight win over the LA Chargers. 27-24. to Big win here for the Pats. Big loss for the Chargers. They've really gone off the boil since their early season uh, uh, good play. Yeah, um, just another team here that was able to come in and pretty much exploit them for their terrible run defense. Anytime any short yard situations came up, the Patriots were able to get easy enough first downs. Um, they had several guys run multiple times, and the Chargers' rush defense is a uh, is a big issue, and uh, it's killing them now. Indeed, 
Talking about teams owning teams, players owning teams, what have you. The Seattle Seahawks trash the Jacksonville Jaguars 31-7. They're 4-0 at home against Jacksonville all time and have outscored them in Seattle by 141 points to 39 through those four matches. Holy moly. That is just got to be sickening stuff if you're a Jags fan. Oh, that sucks. And it's, this is the worst version of the Seahawks they've played in a long time. Geno yeah. Smith is trash. In, in <laughs> and indeed. they still and he got looked, hammered. He looked like a stud the other day. He was slinging it to his receivers. Yeah, they made him look like a stud. Yeah, Denver Broncos picked up their fourth win of the season, beating a poor Washington football team. A lot to be made of Washington coming into the off season, uh, into the season. They're people's favorites to win that division, be in the playoffs. But they are 4-13 and 13 against non-divisional opponents since, nine, since 2020, last year and this year. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the season expectations were they were going to have one of, if not the best defense in the league, and they just haven't stood up to that. Um, and on top of that, obviously, they lost Fitzpatrick early. You know, Heineke's just not good enough. Like, I mean, he's just not. Like, they're going to stick with him, but there's I don't think there's any other better options out there anyway for them, so... They may as well stick with him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, their expectations of their defense have fallen real short. That's their biggest issue. Indeed, indeed. New Orleans Saints get a huge divisional win over the champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 36-27. to That said, they lose QB Jameis Winston, which will put their title hopes in the hands of... Of everyone's favorite tight end, your buddy. Not a QB. <laughs> Taysom Hill. Not a QB, but will be the QB if he can shake off his concussion, which has kept him out for the last couple of weeks. I don't know. Simeon came out slinging the other day. He looked he looked spry. And he is a QB. Yeah, true. We'll he is see. a QB, but, Trevor Simeon. But the news out of this match is that Tom Brady... Just when he can't break any more records, breaks another record. He now surpassed Saints' previous QB, Drew Brees, for the most games with four-plus passing touchdowns. And that was his 37th time doing that. Oh, what a joke. Just weekly records at this point. Ah, uh, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, but this was uh, my bet of the weekend. Saints were always going to win this game. Yeah. Sean Payton's got their number, but... He does, he does. Dallas Cowboys take a massive win on the road in Minnesota. Move to 6-1 behind the throwing prowess of Cooper Rush. Who uh, put on a game for the ages and and got them a huge win on the road. Yeah, as we'll hear about later, this is my least favourite result of the weekend. Um, Absolutely. How the Vikings did that win this game... How the Vikings is now in this game is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. The f- fucking and the Chiefs rush. Chiefs get the win Monday night against the Giants in what was a pretty crappy game. Uh, again, another game we were supposed to be at. Probably better off we weren't at it. It was it was it was pretty subdued, I thought. And uh, a field goal with a minute to go wins it for the Chiefs and they're four and four and just not looking anywhere near where they were. In 
Yeah, uh, pretty much all the excitement in this game was in the first six or seven minutes. There was multiple interceptions, but after that it was pretty mundane. Glad we missed that. Sure. Now, we talked about Jameis Winston. He went down with an ACL injury out for the season. But he's only one of another weekly laundry list of uh, yeah, injuries that occurred. For sure, Winston down with a knee injury. His season's over. He's not the biggest name on the list, though. Big he injury to Derrick Henry. Um, broken bone in his foot. They're saying six to ten weeks. Six being super optimistic. So you're looking at at least eight weeks, probably. Pretty much puts an end to his fantasy season, but you know he's going to be back for the end of the year for the Titans. With their stranglehold on the division, they might actually be all right. Yeah, absolutely. Big loss, though, fantasy-wise, for Mr. Green. Yep. Um, he's the only one that feels bad about it. <laughs> uh, other injuries. Kyler Murray picked up an ankle injury right in the last play, second last play of the game uh, on Thursday night. He should be all right for this week, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Justin Jackson, uh, quad injury. Again, he should be okay this week, but... Something to keep an eye on. Darnold is in concussion protocol along with T.Y. Hilton. Uh, Damian Williams picked up a knee injury for the Bears. Denzel Mims picked up a finger injury. Jalen Rieger picked up an ankle injury. Looks like he's going to miss a couple of weeks, but did avoid the uh, high ankle sprain injury. Um, He's still probably going to miss two to three weeks. And James Robinson, Jags running back, picked up some sort of a heel-ankle injury thing. He could be uh, day-to-day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Connor Murray, uh, you'd hope for a Cardinals point of view, would shake it off uh, because they also had DeAndre Hopkins uh, struggling back uh, with his calf injury. Uh. Yeah, he was for sure limited in the game. I mean, he played real limited snaps. Uh, had that one big catch down the sideline. Looked like he re-aggravated his, uh, his issues. Indeed, indeed. All righty. That is all the news through week eight. Let's head to our fantasy league matchup rundowns. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Week eight ended with our slugfest between the Giants and Chiefs Monday night, which had some fancy implications. Our game of the week was also a slugfest. As the 2-5 and five Walking Dead took on the 2-5 and five I might have to trade. With neither team having players out on Thursday night, full of focus shifted to Sunday night's action, which was tough watching. The Walking Dead had Tyler Lockett and Michael Pittman break loose for 30.6 and 26.2 points each. After that, Hertz, Elliot and Watson each just about made double digits, while Herbert, Raymond, Schultz, Williams, kicker and defense would all combine for just 33.8 points. With a low target in sight for victory, I might have to change, made very tough work of it. Despite Bridgewater, Evans, Cobb, kicker and defense all hitting double digits, only a top out of 16 points from Randall Cobb. But for the second week in a row, an IR player would make the starting lineup and thus register a goose egg. 
with only 98.56 points in the bag heading into the Monday night. Tyreek the Freak was ready to roll and bring home an unlikely win for I might have to trade. Tyreek put up a good performance, but came 0.97 points agonizingly sure to bring the W home. The Walking Dead pull out a second win on the trot for the first time this season and are starting the dream at 3-5. I need to set a legitimate lineup now in the midst of a three-game slide and sit at the bottom 2-6. and six. Oh, I don't know about this one. Porik, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? You might need to trade for a new manager. You can't even set a legit lineup here. <laughs> what? I know you're going to be sore. I mean, we all know it really hurts when you lose to Keane. And you're going to be sore this week. Um, but you need to get the finger out here, pal. <laughs> this, was, this was a slugfest. It was like two unathletic boxers standing in the ring. Slowly throwing punches at each other. <laughs> oh, there's there's a lot of duds to be had here, but ah, some studs too. Lockett had a big game. You know, he generally comes up with a few every year, and uh, definitely gonna be happy to see Pittman having that big game for the Colts. Um, yeah, he's been a, a little hit and miss, but uh, two touchdowns even in the first half is uh, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, and Porrick starts his uh, highest score of the week. CD Lamb. Riding the pines. Yep, riding the pines because he uh, didn't have room in his lineup for him. Uh, but uh, <laughs> setting players that uh, are on injury reserve and not even in the stadium, uh, not going to be helpful. Yeah. Should be on his injured reserve uh, lineup, not his uh, yep. bench. Yep. There That's you have it. it. There you have it. Beatdown of the week. Came courtesy of the juggernaut that is that so Ravens as they pummeled Greensdale's human beings into submission. The human beings had a tough weekend. Only Tannehill, Patterson and Johnson would hit double digits. Smith, Pitts, Shepard, Aguilar and Butker would all fail to impress. As would stud running back Derrick Henry who registered meager points and a foot injury that likely sees him out of the fantasy season. But then you also need to factor in not one, but two goose eggs from Sanders and the Bucks D. Woof! That's so Ravens once again relied on the one-two punch of Stafford and Cup, who combined for just shy of 50 points adding the 49ers double hammer of Mitchell and team's top scorer Jimmy G. These four players alone did enough to take home the win. They added mediocre scoring from Robinson, Moore, Sweeney, Tony, Gaskin and Prater, but it was all good to see them ease to a 52.3 point margin of victory. That's so Ravens! Continued their march to the divisional title. Now three games clear of the competition. And sit high and mighty at 7-1. and one. Greensdale's human beings stay in the hunted evens. 4 
and four. Yeah, it's it's a habit now, a weekly habit of talking about this uh, juggernaut of Stephen's team. Um, as you said, that uh, one-two punch of Stafford and Cup, it seems to come up every week. Uh, they're just raking in the points on a weekly basis now. How uh, Cup is so good, it just can't be marked. And Look, when you're you're going in the shape of form that Stephen has been going in, you just you get all the breaks. I mean, what are the chances Jimmy G's going to be running in two touchdowns this week for him? Uh, you'd be maybe expecting that if Trey Lance had played, but uh, not really a Jimmy G thing. But uh, look, uh, Green's definitely going to be sore after this week, especially with the loss of Derrick Henry. Um, he's uh, He's got some thinking to do. He needs to get uh, back to winning ways, and uh, sooner rather than later. Indeed. Indeed. Well, Game 3 was our shocker of the week. And it came surprisingly at the hands of the injury reserve as they laid the smackdown on a favoured QB anti-vax side. After three mighty struggling weeks, they came to play this week. Only Rieger, Uzama and his kicker failed to get to 10 points. It was clean sailing after that, as all other positions hit the teens or better. Highlighted by 20-plus from Cooks and the Eagles' defense, and 30-plus from a returning A.J. Brown. For QB anti-vax, Mixon would top out at 25.1 points. Wentz, Harris, Cousins and Bullock would all each hit double digits. However, Fournette... Hopkins, McLaurin, Fant, Hilton, and the Colstie would all combine for just 35.8 points. Yuck. Mahomes put the icing on the cake Monday night, and the injured reserve pulled out a 45.4 point win and move on up to 3 and 5. QB Antivax's up and down season continues. And they sit even at 4-4 four and four through 8 weeks. Oh, Ian is going to be happy this week. Oh, what a win for him. Big win. Um, pretty much out of, out of left field, to be fair. Um, yeah, he's uh, had solid scoring across the board. Uh, bar uh, one or two guys. Um, you know, shrewd play against the Detroit uh, offense with the Eagles defense there. Um, it's uh, got to get you big points every week. Um Ben's not going to be happy. He's not going to be pleased here. Uh, not not a good scoring week for him across the board. Um, actually would have lost a lot of matchups in the league this week. Uh, he probably would have only... He would have only beaten uh, previously mentioned Green uh, this week. So definitely a big down week for Ben. He's not going to be pleased. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh... Bring on week 11. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Here we go. My team is trash. You should beat me. <laughs> well, so was Ana's, and uh, you see what happened there, you know? Yep. There's always hope. Always hope. Well, game four, there was hope of a juicy matchup as the four and three mediocre football team took on a three and four Delvin and the Chipmunks. The Chipmunks came into the week off the back of two straight wins. And we're looking to keep their in the playoff hunt after an awful 1-3 start. A surprise 32.2 point showing 
from rookie running back Michael Carter would set the stage for win number four. Joe Burrow would hit 20, while solid double-digit scoring across the board from Winston, Connor, Diggs, Chase, Hawkinson and Gordon would see them into an unassailable lead. The mediocre football team responded how they had in previous losing weeks, unfortunately. Jones, Kamara, Eckler, Metcalf and Herbert would all show up. But they would account for more than two-thirds of the week's score from this team. The only solace is that no one on the bench would have been able to make any difference and get them in touch of a W. Both teams end week 8 at 4-4 four and four and are both well positioned to make a playoff run. Quinny uh, quietly going about his business here. He's putting a nice little run together. You know, three wins on the bounce now. Um, you know, he's got to be knocking on the door there and people aren't seeing him coming. He's uh, That's uh, another sweet win for him. Uh, Adams, mediocre football team, back on the roller coaster, down on the dip. And, you know, they just never know what you're going to get. You never know. His team is a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, yeah, yeah. After a couple of weeks of giant slaying, he, uh, yeah, it's back to the Willy Wonty. Yeah, and yeah, Quinny's definitely going to be one to watch too. Uh, yeah, nice absolutely. little team there. Now he picked Three up one or two streak. injuries. He picked up one or two injuries this week. Uh, it's not going to be helpful, but, you know, he's one to watch. That's it. He was about to pack it in there a couple of weeks ago, and uh, here we are now. Four like four. he's had a big win there, and one of his premier stud players, Dalvin Cook, did very little. You know. Yeah. That's uh, all sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. We're Four gonna call you five. out on this podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Don't pull no punches. Game five was possibly the game of the week contender for us last week. But it turned out to be less close than anticipated. Both teams had their studs and their duds in this one. Kenna's killers saw good scoring from Brady, Taylor, Higgins and Danny Dimes. While they saw awful scoring from Swift. And the triplet of Jefferson, Seals, Jones and Gainwell who would each fail to break five points. I got this, I really do, look to get back to winning ways after a week 7 loss. And they were helped through by Rodgers, Jones, Godwin, Samuel, Thielen and the Broncos D all hitting double figures. But they had duds of their own. They came aplenty through Johnson, a usually dependable Kelsey and Mike Williams and a lost Robert Tunyon. However... They had enough of the good to see them to a 25 plus point win and thus keep the division lead at 6-2. Kenneth Killers let one go by and end the week 4-4. Four four. Yeah, um, definitely a sluggish weekend here for Kieran. He's, uh, he's not going to be pleased. A lot of his key guys letting him down. Um, primarily Swift and Jefferson uh, really having dud weeks 
Uh, just as you mentioned it there, we never mentioned in the news earlier, Robert Tunyon did suffer a, a very bad knee injury, and his season will be done for the Packers. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, look, nice win here um, for Ross. He gets uh, his house back in order here, and he had some nice scoring. Um, Aaron Jones, always dependable, it seems, uh, for, a, for a good week. Um, uh, Godwin has uh, find the end zone again. And Debo, obviously, we mentioned him earlier with the big game, uh, the big yardage. He had uh, a nice week, and Kelsey having a down week, uh, it was a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just Chiefs weird. Just, when you look at 3.7 points beside his name, it just looks weird. Like there's does, some sort yeah. of malfunction here. But the Chiefs are just not not getting it done. No, Mahomes not at all. cold. He yeah. is cold. And worst defense in the league. He's getting no help. Yeah. The old line just hasn't seemed to put it together at all. No, they have not. They have not. Despite having good players there, but yeah, yeah. I'm not too they sad about it. Some of the best guys <laughs> in the business, really. Um, it just, I don't know. They're, uh, there's, there's an allure about them that you want there at the end of the year, but it doesn't. They're not trending in a in a playoff run direction. No. But who knows? Andy Reid, uh, he could get it together there yet. Yeah, yeah. What he's look, doing. He's been around the, the Broncos and the Chargers are certainly giving them plenty of uh, help to keep them in the in the race. It's yeah. only up to the Raiders now if they can keep the foot on the gas. Yeah, and I'm just not convinced about that Raider team at all. They're uh, mm. they're uh, like a mediocre football team we all know and love. They're a roller coaster. Indeed, indeed. Well, finally, Game Six was the annual battle of the Burn Brothers. It was anticipated that this one would play out with them sitting in Soldier Field and Arrowhead Stadium. Alas, it was not to be. But a mighty fine tussle it turned out. A kick in the squibs got off to a lukewarm start with Murray and Ertz not setting the world alight Thursday night. But Henderson, my boy Keaton, Woods and the Seahawks D would all help pile up the points. But too many duds from Gibson, again. Jones, again. A-Rob, again. And a returning Nick Chubb would put them under pressure they thought they were going to avoid prior to the week's action. Unnecessary Roughness had problems of their own. Sutton and Komet, along with a goose egg from Gage, would hurt. But big nights from Allen and the Harrises in the backfield would keep them within arm's reach as we headed to the late hour Sunday night. We both went to bed, knowing that the squibs were 19 points up, and Unnecessary Roughness had a Mary Cooper left to play, sans Dak Prescott, and with Cooper Rush. Owen felt nervous. Alan felt defeated. The Coopers, however, would hook up often and cap it off with a late TD. We should have been in Soldier Field watching my 49ers beat his Bears late. Instead we sat at home to see my Unnecessary Roughness beat his kick in the squibs late. Unnecessary Roughness roll on to a 5-3 and three record. Kick in the squibs, suffer on. Now on an ice cold 6 game streak, 2-6. and six. Oh it's bad, it's bad, it's bad managerial play. <laughs> Um, I tell you, this is it. It's I was I made bad decisions this week. 
I hummed and hawed all Sunday. Who's going to start in my flex? Who do I start? Do I start Robinson? Do I start Jones? Do I start Beasley? Do I start OBJ? Or do I start Crowder? And lo and behold, the wrong decisions were made. And I picked up a loss. Indeed, you had Beasley, Crowder, Van Jefferson, Gabriel Davis, all in double digits. Yeah, and your boy was down to Beasley and Robinson, and I picked Robinson. I thought if there was one week he was going to go off, it would be this week. He did not. Beasley was had a down week last week. Just yeah, it's bad managerial decisions. Points left on the bench. And you started you started Nick Chubb in the Superflex when your boy Justin Fields went off for twenty four point three. Yeah, but I mean, no, no, that's, that was never, I was never even considering starting Fields. I mean, he's had he's done nothing up to now. So, look, he played mm-hmm. well. Um, but you know what I mean. I'm happy as a Bears fan. He played well. Not too concerned that he didn't start him um, in fantasy football. Yeah, well, look, I started Darnell Mooney in my Superflex for 12.4. I had Davis Mills for 20.4. But again, you're not going to start Davis Mills. So what are you going to do? He yeah, picked up no, definitely. Points. It was, I was definitely my biggest decision was between Beasley and Robinson. And it went the wrong way and it cost me. And sure, look, that's... When you're in a downward spiral like the kick and the squibs are, um, <laughs> all these decisions matter. And you, I seem to come out on the wrong end of them. But look... Onwards and downwards. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. It uh, starting Allen Robinson is a tough, tough ask. He's broken ten points just once this season. That was for ten point four points in week two against the Bengals. I know. He's uh, he's averaging out about seven or eight points. His uh, name value is good. really hard to drop. It is. It is. Like I, I was dealing with this with Bobby Trees at the start of the year, and I persevered, yeah. and now he's you know he's doing his business the last couple of weeks. But that's it. I I I, I had similar I had similar concerns. I, I started Robbie Anderson instead of Russell Gage last week. Gage went off for sixteen. Anderson got nothing, so I decided to play Gage instead of AJ Green this week. He didn't even get a target, not a nope. single even sniff. Zero and AJ Green got double digits despite his last second howler. But I don't. I don't even recall seeing Gage on the field in that game. Yeah, uh, he was there, all right. It was poor. But it look, poor. lots of our uh, loyal listeners are gonna love my despair. It's it's all part of the good fun <laughs> of fancy football and the balls deep dynasty football league. That's it's all part of it. For sure, it's part of it. We and love to I hate it. We hate. I was to love nervous it. going into the week. I'm super thrilled to uh, have pulled out the W and I'm sitting 5-3. and Alrighty, we move on to our GOAT Coach of the Week. Here's the deal, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. This week's GOAT of the Week is going to the beleaguered Aina Costello and his injured reserve. After weeks of pummelings, Beatdowns of the week, scrotes of the week. He comes up big this week with a huge victory over Ben and his QB anti-vaxxers. Yeah, love it, love it. Well done, Ada. He's uh, he's had a, a big week this week. Uh, he's deserved one. He was due one, to be fair. 
Um, he's had some hard luck with injuries and, and the likes, but uh, no, fair play, well done, uh, big win. Indeed, indeed. So now for our Scrote Coach of the Week. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Our Scrote of the Week would would have gone to Michael Green for his putrid double-figure total uh, this week. But instead, we have to hand it out to Porrick and his I-might-have-to-trade effort for starting an IR player for the second week in a row. Illegitimate management equals scrote manager, scrote coach of the week. Yeah, um... You know, we mentioned it last week. Uh, he had a player on IR. He's come out this week. A different player starting on his lineup on IR. It's Double not even down. the same guy. It's not like he just didn't look at it. He like, legitimately made changes and put a new IR player. Uh, had a meager excuse that he didn't have any other options, which he clearly did. Uh, he has another running back play. It is Flex and CD Lamb on his bench for some weird reason. Um, but look... Park, uh, you need to get the finger out, but if you don't want to do it this week, you want to start some guys in IR this week, um, more power to you, brother. Uh, you you get a, you get another loss this week, and then you can shift next week and uh, get some legitimate starting lineups going. That's interesting you say that, Owen. Let's look at the road ahead, and we'll see what you're talking about. <laughs> Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Week nine, of course, Park takes on Owen and a kick in the squibs. So oh, Owen's does he? To... Does he? Oh, yeah. Uh, that didn't even realize. Wow. You realize it now. I might have to trade two and six. Takes on a two and six kick in the squibs basement battle. <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's the tank for whoever the next hot QB is. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, that's going to be a thrilling one. What's going to be an interesting one is my unnecessary roughness takes on Adams' roller coaster football team. Five yep. and three takes on four and four. Yeah, uh, it's a mixed package there with Adam. Um,. I feel like it's at the point now where he himself doesn't know what uh, he's going to get on a weekly basis. But, uh, Nor do I, which makes me nervous. It's all part <laughs> of the fun. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Fresh off the back of a big win this week, the 3-5 and five injured reserve. Take on the red hot 6-2. and two. I got this, I really do. Tough yeah. match to face for Aina. Yeah, uh, every week it seems like Ian is in an uphill battle, but it looked like that last week, and um, we put out a pretty big victory, so it's hard to know, it's hard to know. Another mixed package. Another mixed package is right. The 7-1, and one, high-flying That's So Ravens, take on a 4-4 four and four Kenna's Killers. Yeah, a lot of key players for uh, Kieran on by this week, so... Um, you know, that could be a struggle for him. He's missing uh, uh, one of his stud running backs and uh, Tom Brady, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's going to have to uh, 
have Tua put on a show and uh, and uh, get up to those uh, Brady heights, but uh, yeah, he's got some he's got some chopping and changing to do, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one against uh, against Stephen, who's showing no signs of slowing down. No, no, uh, Stephen's definitely a tough ask for anyone. Um, uh, it's going to be week eleven is going to be the interesting one for Stephen. That's when he doesn't won't have his one two Stafford cup punch. Yeah, oh, when he takes on Ross and what could be a, a yeah, top of the table be. decider. Yeah, yeah. Then we've got two juicy matchups. A four and four Greensdale human beings takes on a four and four Dalvin and the Chipmunks. A good one in the often here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, both, um, do you know what I mean? Both are, have had a kind of up and down seasons. Green's had his hot streaks. Now Queenie's on a hot streak. Um, can he break this? Or uh, who? Which way this one's going to go? This is this is going to be probably one of the closest matchups of the week. I, th- I think they're both yeah. at. Um, Green's going to have to see if he can tuck and roll now after losing Derrick Henry. That's going to be his biggest uh, ask this week. Indeed, indeed. As is game number six, a four and four QB anti-vax take on. The high flying three and five Walking Dead. Yeah, Ben has been another mixed package. Uh, you know he's had up and down weeks, and uh, Keen's uh, on a bit of a run here. Uh, this should be a, a fun one for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Everyone having to deal with four teams on bye this week: Washington Football Team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Detroit Lions, and the Seattle Seahawks all on bye. Yeah, so some, uh, some set those there. set those lineups in good time. Park. Park. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on and have a look at the if you're not first, you're last redraft league. If you ain't first, you're last. Alrighty, we had some big blowouts. This week in the redraft league. None more so. You got the good with Ana in the Dynasty League. You got the bad with Ana this week. His Dalvin and Chipmunk side blown out by almost 100 points by Ross's staffs the way you like it. <laughs> Over double digit score. This is a full on shellacking here. This is. Man, oh man, 188.2 plays 92.78. Oh, that is just a bad day at the office. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> well. Well, when you start Calvin Ridley, who was out, and you start Jared Goff as your QB1, you're just playing with fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is... Uh... <laughs> a Porik 2.0 <laughs> right here <laughs> yeah uh, staring guys who are playing and um, yeah it's it's not going to go well for you Jared Garf your QB1 <laughs> it is not a 45 point beatdown was handed out to you Owen yeah. by Ben ooh oh <laughs> Look, he's, he's, uh, one, he's one up on you. Things aren't uh, 
things aren't going my way anywhere at the moment. Um, this is no exception. <laughs> Another beat down here. Uh, I ain't surprised. I ain't surprised. Team Kenda's Killers got their sixth win of the season to put them clear at the top of the league as they handed out a 27-point weapon to Andrew and Deck to the future. Uh, very important win Rolling here for strong. Drew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, important win. Um, could have been a bit of a banana skin game here, but uh, no, he's done well here and, as you said, cleared the top of the pile now. Indeed. Kean's fantasy football team takes out their fifth win of the season over a struggling hot chub time machine. Adam not having a good a good run of the uh, the redraft league. He's now one and seven, six game losing streak now. Yeah, uh, another big win here for Keen. Um, although he is the person in this league that uh, is going to have to uh, be uh, ducking and diving to. Um, Replace Derek Henry. Indeed. It's going to yeah. be a big ask. It is going to be a big ask. Could put a hole in the game of the week. Game of the week. Was my unnecessary roughness. Took on Michael's Mr. Meek Seeks and the Destroyers. This one came right down to last night's game. I was in the lead. Needed a poor night from uh, Daryl Williams in the backfield of the Chiefs. He didn't run it well. But he caught six receptions for 60-odd yards. And Mr. Green takes the victory by less than three points. Yeah, this looked like a hot matchup coming into the week. And uh, it proved to be so. Um, close one. Uh, Green comes out the right side of it. Altering uh, your progress a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I was joint top. I'm now joint second. Kenneth Killer, 6-2 and two lead the way. Fantasy football team, Mr. Meeksies and Destroyers, Unnecessary Roughness and Staffs the way I like it, all 5-3. and three. Dak to the future, my bald sack hurts, both 4-4. Four four. Sucky Sponges sucks at 3-5, and five. Davin and Chipmunks 2-6, and six. Hot Chub Time Machine. Bring it up the rear on 1-7. and seven. Alrighty, man, there's a lot going on in the NFL None more so than the uh, trade deadline. NFL trade deadline. We are recording here lunchtime Tuesday. Trade deadline is going to be around 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, about 8 o'clock tonight uh, America, in America. And uh, we already saw... Um, the big one was Von Miller. The big one, yeah. Von Miller. Um, Moving to the Rams. Going to the Rams. Rams um, just flittering away uh, draft picks once more. And, uh, yeah, they're going all in. Yeah, they're playing by, it seems, different rules as the other teams are playing by. Uh, they're now paying Von Miller a lot of money, Aaron Donald a lot of money, Stafford a lot of money, Ramsey a lot of money. And, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Then I, I look at my own, my own Bears wouldn't even pay... Uh, Kyle Fuller in the offseason, or only stud yeah. corner. And yeah. they still haven't paid Alan Robinson, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah Just what's so going on here? Alan Robinson will be a ghost, a memory of the Bears uh, come the offseason, no doubt. He's a memory of the Bears at the minute, the way they're not throwing him the ball. So. Yeah, for <laughs> Must sure. Must be practicing for, for next sure. year, that's all we're doing. 
Yeah, so we'll see. Interesting to see if anything else comes along. Of course, Derek Henry has been replaced by uh, Adrian Peterson, so we'll see if any other trades uh, come down the pike. Yeah, um, you know, obviously some of the big names to be looking out for the trade news are will Watson go anywhere or um, the likes of uh, teams looking for a running back like maybe Martin Mack or Ronald Jones be uh, could be uh, mentioned by the end of the day. Indeed, indeed. All right, lots to look forward to in week eight, or from week eight, and lots to look forward to in week nine. Set those lineups, be prepared, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, right before we head to the good old US of A. Woo! Next week. (laughs) Yeah, baby. All right. Thank you very much to everyone who is downloading and listening to our podcast. Our podcast is being, we've uh, gone over the 500 download mark. Is that right on for this season? Yeah, Should I think we're, we're going to go over it this week. This will be the week that uh, we tick over that 500 download mark. There you go. That means we Thank have a lot of friends listening to us around the world, not part of our league. If you're listening to us week in, week out, we hope you're enjoying the bit of crack that we're having here. And... Uh, uh, listening to our ups and downs and struggles and our interpretations of what's going on uh, NFL wise and uh, yeah look we're uh, we're uh, excited to do this every week and uh, we're going to keep it going yeah uh, it's good fun and uh, we're glad people are enjoying um, feedback is always good uh, weekly if you have any additions subtractions you would like to hear or not hear um, always be letting us know we're uh, here to please absolutely if you want to talk some smack by all means send us a voice note send us a text message we're happy to play them on the airwaves yep we're let it all out let's let it all out it's all part of it all right enjoy week nine we will see you next week adios bye